Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. I think the biggest thing with relationships, especially significant other relationships, you know, the, 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 the one that you're going to choose as a life partner, which, you know, people have said that that's like the most important decision you're ever going to make because, you know, all of your financial decisions are going to be together. Um, they're going to know probably everything, like your most darkest secrets at certain points, because you're, you're going to be living with them. Right. And right. then if you decide to have kids, you're going to raise little kids together, like little mm. humans. And we know, and I mean, everyone who's listened to this podcast understands programming, right? Right. And right. so it's so important that relationship that you have with a significant other. But I think what people don't realize is that the relationship that you have with the significant other can only be as good and as deep as your own relationship with yourself. Right. And I think when whenever people are thinking about a significant other trying to find someone, I think they're looking for someone to complete them or they're looking for something that's missing. And I think that's what causes is the the bedrock of a lot of insecurity in relationships because you, you know, you, 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 you're not comfortable enough with yourself. And so you're looking for something outside of you right. to help you feel more comfortable and a significant other relationship tends to be the thing that fills that hole or the thing that we think is going to fill that hole. Right. And then we finally get it. And then we start to realize I kind of still feel the same or that person does kind of fill that gap, that hole, but then that's where insecurities start. Mm-hmm. Cause then, you know, they stop answering text messages right away or, you, you know, just little things like that, but it can start triggering you because then you're like, Oh, am I not enough anymore? You know what right. I mean? Because you, yep. you, you place that outside validation in another person. Yeah. So I think the, and I, and again, I think we touched on this last episode, that that's how a lot of my relationships in my twenties like failed. Mm. And, and like looking back, it was, it was because of things that I didn't heal and, and because I wasn't comfortable with myself in certain, in certain things in certain situations and that confidence level. And that leaked into other parts of the relationship because the relationship I had with myself wasn't up to par. Right. And so being able to like take that time and really work on yourself. And I know that's such, it's such a cliche nowadays. Like, oh, I'm going to work on me, but yeah. if you actually take that to heart and actually do it. Like that's the work that really needs to be done before you can successfully enter into a significant other relationship. Cause otherwise, you know, those things are going to continue to pop up. Right. And again, I'm not saying you have to be perfect before you get into a relationship, but that key aspect of, of wanting to work on yourself and having that desire to work on yourself and understanding that the problems that you have with your relationship to yourself is going to be mirrored in that relationship. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a common thing that a lot of people, especially someone who's coming to a podcast called Science and Spirituality, has a belief in or has heard of before that we're all mirrors for each other. So it always comes back to us within. But you really hit the nail on the head because it's it's such a nuanced thing that it's it's not like a one size fit all. It's not like a or better way to put it, it's not one or the other. It's that like like you said, you don't have to be perfect in order to actually enter into a really conscious uplifting relationship that is going to last a lifetime, but it's also not on the other end of like needing the other person in order to work on yourself or like 
that like through that relationship is how you're going to work on yourself. Like you definitely want to have some level of self within a relationship. And I think, you know, like you said, in your twenties, like same with me, I mean, I'm still in my twenties soon to be out of it, but, um, most of my relationships too, like were that they failed or it did not work out well because there were parts of me that I wasn't working on and wasn't even sometimes even aware that I wasn't working on. And then their relationship helped me become more aware of that. And whether I was actually conscious of it to work on or not, at some level, that's what caused the end of the relationship is like, it was a part of me that wasn't like a match to like what I was actually wanting. And so then when I realized that, I was like, oh shoot, like this is not the relationship I want to be in. And yeah. I think that also comes from a perspective that like in my life, I've 95% of the relationships I've been, I'm the one who ended the relationship. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I, yeah, this, this is not what I'm seeing, what I'm wanting. But there was that also one time that someone broke up with me and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> so there's things that I'm not aware of that I haven't worked on that is not a good fit for that other person. Yeah. I think it, it, that kind of goes off to another interesting point as well about, I, I, I think the flip side of trying to find your significant other or, you know, just build good relationships with people is the rejection piece when mm. things don't work out. Right. And I don't know if anyone's going through a breakup right now or going through some difficult time in their relationship, but all of the, um, like all of the relationships that ended for me throughout my twenties felt like the end of the world when they ended, you know what I mean? Like that yep. feeling of, Oh my God, like this is, you know, you got, you have all these plans with someone and you plan out years, you plan out the, and then all of a sudden that all comes crashing down yeah. and you think, Oh, I'm never going to, I'm never going to recover from this. But then with time, you actually end up do recovering from it. And you realize all the mistakes that you made and you realize all the things that you need to work on. And then, you know, the next relationship that comes along, you're a different, better version of yourself. And it does like it does get better. And then when, when you start to look back, you start to look back with perspective and realize that all of those things had to happen yep. for me to be who I am and where I am today with the person that I'm with today. And so in the moment, it, it's hard to grant that perspective, but you know, looking back, it's, it's a lot easier. A hundred percent. It's the age old saying is like, you can't, it's from Steve jobs. You can't connect the dots looking forward. Mm-hmm. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So you just have to trust that the dots will connect going forward as you take steps, but you do your best, you know, and learn from it. But I think what you're speaking to is something I experienced as well, especially when, I, even when the times when I made a choice about ending a relationship with a significant other, there were a handful of times that I was heartbroken that I was making that choice. Not because I wanted to continue the relationship, because if I actually wanted to, I wouldn't have broken up with them. But just seeing that, like all that time invested, some relationships were like a year. One was actually in particular was three years. And I ended it because it felt like it just wasn't going in the direction that I felt like it was what I wanted it to be. And of course, looking for a life partner. Um, But you learn from it. Like, I really did feel like it was the end of the world. Like, shoot, like, will I ever find someone again like her? Yeah. You know, <laughs> dude, three, three years is 10% of your life. Right. Do you ever yeah. think about it that way? Like, no, like, not like, in that so, way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, no, sometimes I'll think about like time in that way mm. or like the, the amount of time that you spent in school. It seems like, you know, not a long time ago, but like five years, you know, and you're 30, it's one sixth of your life. Dude, like it's, that's crazy. Well, like when you put things in perspective that way. 
Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I just thought that was interesting because sometimes I do right. that. <laughs> I'll put I mean, things in perspective like that. For sure. I mean, maybe that's why it also sometimes hurts so much or feels like it is yeah. the end of the world because there, our view is usually within a week, month, maybe a year. Oh, not, there's not a lot of people that can, and not even myself, honestly, that consistently on an everyday basis think, oh yeah, in terms of like five years of my life and like yeah. seeing the broader picture in that way. I think that's just a normal human experience. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, I was going to say something. I keep forgetting my point. That's why I brought up the 10% <laughs> thing. And I was like, sure. okay. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe this will spark it. Cause like, yeah, we kind of dove was- right in with this episode, but like, this is a continuation of episode 151 on love relationships and spirituality, how like our spiritual awakening affects relationships. And then we got right into the significant other relationship that was most present for us, but I don't know if that helped. Yeah. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. So I was, I was was gonna, I was gonna touch on the point about you saying that, you know, even though you were the one that ended the relationship, Mm. it was still really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I also think a lot of people are in that situation too, where they're, you know, they've been with someone for a bit, you know, it could be three months, six months, could be a few years, like in your case, and they feel like something's off, but they're afraid to, to take the leap of faith and end that relationship because they don't like things don't feel like they're right. And mm-hmm. they don't think that that person's right for them, but they become so comfortable with that person. And again, th- th- that comes back to what we were, what, what I was talking on and riffing on in the beginning of the episode about that, knowing yourself and that confidence in yourself, mm. because a lot of people will stay with someone that they know isn't good for them. You know, there's right. been plenty of signs, like maybe like distrust or whatever it could be. Like there, there could be signs. This doesn't feel right. You know, and you've, and not just, oh, you wake up one day and it doesn't feel right. You have to, when you give it some real good thought, you know, and you're right. like, yeah, this, this isn't right. And a lot of people will stay with that person because that feeling of comfort and safety with someone that they might not feel is right is better than going out alone again. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, and that, that's like an issue of not knowing yourself and that confidence. Right. And you know, we, we can relate all the stuff we're talking about with relationships to any other phase of life too. You know, humans tend to stay in situations like that, even if they're uncomfortable because the unknown is more scary than the known discomfort. Mm. Or seems to be seems to I think be. it's, I think in it's an minds, important like we, distinction. We, yeah. We play it up like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, you know what I also want to touch on Kev and I, and I feel like you, you, uh, you always kind of had this, uh, mindset too. I always felt like no matter what I was going through in my life, that I was going to find the person I ended up, I'm going to end up being with. Like I never once in my mm. mind thought I'm going to die alone. You know mm. what I mean? I never had that thought. Sure. I always had this inner deep confidence that I'm going to find the person that I'm meant to be with, no matter how many people, you know, it takes to cycle through, no matter how many times I have to um, go through that pain and reflect on my own like decisions and my own actions in that relationship. I just had that inner knowing that I was going to find someone. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know if that's something that we're all innately born with, but I think a lot of people sometimes feel like that they're never going to find someone. And, and when you go into relationships with that feeling, you attach yourself to every person that gives you some type of significant other like attention mm-hmm. because you're afraid of like not being with someone because you're afraid right. you're gonna end up alone you know right yeah like that fear drives your life and decisions even when with best intentions you are getting into a relationship it sounds like you're saying it's like that yeah it's not that great because you're you're driving it with fear rather than actually 
driving it with love or confidence mm-hmm. or belief that you're going to attract that person, whether that person is the one that you meet and start dating and are in a relationship for months or years, but, uh, or not, you know, cause that does evolve and change, but yeah, that deep confidence. I, I don't, I don't think it's something that's we're born with. I always say like thinking back is like, you know, cause I agree with you. I, I have had that belief myself as well. I have a feeling we're also had been very fortunate to grow up in a household that our parents were together, you know, like that's something definitely to acknowledge that if we hadn't had the certain example of mom and dad being together and being committed and staying in that committed relationship, then maybe we wouldn't have had the belief that like, oh yeah, there's definitely going to be someone out there for me that I would resonate with and would ha- have a committed lifelong relationship with that lasts. I don't know. Like, I think there's something to be said about your own choice for sure. in that belief. So even if you did grow up in a home where like, you know, there was divorce and that there wasn't a lot of great examples. Like, I think there still is the possibility of being aware of that limiting belief that could have been installed and then shifting it. So, but I think the key, at least for me, like when I was hearing you say that is whether, whatever our upbringing was like, again, I I say that we have been fortunate and we're very privileged and blessed with that, but I think it doesn't matter your upbringing, but to get to that point, I think is an essential of like knowing if, if, if a significant other, if someone, if you want to be with someone for a lifetime and actually have that kind of partnership, then I think that that, that belief has to be core. It has to be rooted in before that relationship actually comes into your life because we attract what we are, not what we want. You get what I'm saying? You get, you I do picking up what I'm putting down. I am. <laughs> it's kind of heavy. Yeah, it is, but it's the truth. I, I believe it's the truth. Like, cause it's, it all comes back to energy, right? Like you could say in your mind, like, and focus on the attributes of who you want to be with and, and, and even work on yourself. But like, if you don't have that core belief, then at some level, there's a, a repulsion of what you actually want, because there's not a deep sense of like, uh, yep, it's going to happen. I don't know how, mm. but it's going to happen. It may not be this relationship, but it's going to happen. And I, I think there's an extreme end you can go with that to like, not go to the far end of the extreme where it's like, you're spewing that information to everyone you meet. And like, right on the first date, it's like, I believe I'm going to meet the one. Are you the one? Like, yeah, yeah. That, well, I, I think that someone who's very grounded in that belief won't do some, won't right. have that urge to say it. It'll just be something that they exude. And even if right. it's not some, like, you don't have to try in that, in mm-hmm. that, in that situation, you don't, have to, you don't have to try to like, to, to put off that energy. It's like, you right. just are, that. just are. And yeah. dude, like that. And, and that's what I was saying earlier in the podcast too, about these ideas specifically, we're talking right now about significant others and relationships, but the same ideas permeate out into every other factor of your life. Yeah. It's that core, it's that core understanding and knowing yourself and the relationship right. you have with yourself is what drives the relationship that you have with the external world. Yeah. And everything. Absolutely. I mean, that's the core of it for sure. In fact, that actually uh, bridges beautifully into just an idea that has been popping in my mind. Um, ever since you had brought up the idea of like the core belief within like just believing, knowing that there's, there's someone that you're meant to spend a lifetime with. Um, it's this idea that I, and I don't even know where I got it from, dude. Like it was, early on, like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 years old, as I started getting interested in girls, but then also started dating, like my first girlfriend was 15. Um, I, I had this just deep knowing, and I wasn't even like 
initiated into spirituality, I could say like really like deep into this stuff. I had some awareness, I think, but like this idea, again, don't even know where I got it from, but I believe that there was some soul on this planet earth right now that I was with in some other lifetime or was like literally uniquely made for. Like, I believe that. And I don't think that it's a necessary belief. Like you have to have that belief, but just for me, that really solidified, like helped me go through those times where it's like the relationship ended and it didn't work out. And whether it was my choice or the other person's choice. And now that I'm thinking about it, dude, like it's, it happened twice that I was broken up with my yeah. first girlfriend broke up with me. That was <clears throat> devastating. I was, so, <laughs> I was crushed, dude. I was crying. Yeah. I, was, I was yelling in the park, like getting that anger out. <laughs> like I did not yeah. want that relationship to end. But anyway, just like furiously playing Counter-Strike later. <laughs> yes. No, just, I took out, I took out my anger just on the building playground. some crazy thing on tower defense in Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage years of the games we used to play. That's amazing. Yo, no, seriously I, though, I mean, if I, if we can have Warcraft three, if we could have Warcraft three downloaded on the laptop and I can log on and there's still a bunch of people playing tower defense and stuff, I'd play. I'd play right now too. I, I'd hundred percent play right now. Such yeah. a good game. <laughs> It's like, yo, Kev, you know, whenever, um, you, you ever talked to, um, like Bill recently when he talks about, uh, uh, playing Halo still like Halo yeah. three, cause he has Xbox yep. and he'll say like, there'll be like 30 people on Halo three. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Times change, man. Um, digressing though, to come back to the point, um, where I got off on that, it's like that, like I had this, and it, this is coming up really more recently for me now too, because as I'm writing out my vows to Viv, as we're coming up on our wedding date, which for those of you listening, I'm getting married on September 30th, 2022. Uh, and heck, someone might be listening to this 10 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Someone actually yeah. listened to that. Oh my God. How did he know? No, I'm, yeah. um, I'm kind of not kidding though. But anyway, so getting married soon, like I, in my vows, like I'm, I'm imagining like actually saying something like that to potentially speak to. But we actually, actually, you know what? I'm going to bring up this poem. Um, dude, it's, it's hard. It's hard to put that into words. It is, but man, this, this writer, Khalil Gibran, he has a, and he's a beautiful poet and he has this beautiful poem on marriage and I want to read it because we're, we're actually having this, uh, part of the ceremony. Our uh, officiant will be speaking these words about marriage. And this, this to me, anyway, to, to give some context of what I'm about to read. So it's by Khalil Gibran, uh, is a poet, and it, the title of the poem is On Marriage. And his words speak to this idea that like there's, you know, these souls like we're meant to connect. Again, personally, I just, I, I, it's very, it's kind of like more the romantic side of me. It's like, this is meant to happen. Like I was, yeah. I was searching for Vivienne and her soul and that like, I didn't know it was her, but that it just knew I could feel the resonance and vibration of someone that was meant to be my match. Anyway, so the poem, love one another, but make not a bond of love. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It was, that's not the beginning. Here we go. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, the thing I looked up, there was two separate paragraphs and I didn't want to read the beginning because the beginning of this, because it's a whole story. It comes from yeah. the prophet uh, as a whole book of poems by Khalil Gibran. And it's a whole story, but so the beginning of it is like, then Almitra, one of the protagonists spoke again and said, and what of marriage master? And he, the prophet answered saying, you were born together and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death 
scatter your days. I, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness. And let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cups, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each, each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping. For only the hand of life can contain your hearts and stand together, yet not too near together. For the pillars of the temple stand apart and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. Nice. Fire. I'm probably going to cry uh, hearing that. At our, what I said, I'm probably going to cry when this poem is read at my ceremony. So I'm prepping the tears. Yes, <laughs> you're just going to send it. I'm going to send it with the tears, man. <laughs> There's going to be yeah. so many tears at my wedding <laughs> from me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably going to be the one who cries the most. Maybe mom. Maybe mom will be crying as much as I am. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I think I think dad might shed a tear. Yeah, one or two. He's been, he's been known for the occasional tear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What well, well, what were you about to say after about this? The so the uh, the feeling that I got from that is again something that's again hard to describe. Where you you want to live life with the person, but you want to have like your own. I don't want to say your own separate life, but you want to make sure that you're responsible for your own happiness, right, and your own growth. And that you're progressing and doing the things that you love to do. And you're doing it with a life partner. Like, mm. like, you, like you want to be excited for their growth. It's like the, the last part of the, the, the tree, it doesn't grow in their shade. Yes. It's like you growing right next to each other. You got your own son, like you're watching them grow. They're doing their own thing. And it's like, you just love watching them grow and you're growing too. And you're growing yeah. together. And I think that's, that's when relationships are the most healthy too. When you're not right. like depending on the other person for your own inner sense of happiness it's, it just works out better that way. And I think that's, again, that's very hard sometimes to, to get to that space when you don't know yourself and a lot of insecurities get brought up in relationships. Right. Um, yeah. You know, the beautiful thing with that though, cause I, I, we talked about this on the last episode, we talked about relationships on 151 mm -hmm. that it's not to say that it's wrong when you experience those things in a current relationship, even if it doesn't last. Even if it's five years from now and that the relationship ends, it's not wasted time. I fully believe that if I wasn't in the relationships I were was in the the I don't know dozen or so that I had before Vivian, like I wouldn't be who I am today to be able to be open to actually step into this kind of relationship and then therefore marriage with Vivian. Like it wouldn't have been possible, I don't think. So like those insecurities you just said coming up is like, I think it's actually uh, good that it comes up. Now it doesn't feel good in the moment, well, but you learn yeah. from it. I was, I was going to say too, you know, there it, it's uh like 
my statement before and my statements earlier in the podcast too, it's like, you don't have to be perfect. And then I think that's where like the communication piece comes in too. Yes. You know, if you're like, it's okay. For example, if something like an insecurity comes up, especially if you guys can talk about it. Yep. Oh, why it's coming up. Like, all you know what I mean? So, so like that communication piece is big too. And and again, it's like that, that ability to be vulnerable with the person as well and know and feel comfortable and safe with that person. Like that's huge. Cause you know, if you're, if you have an insecurity and you're going to bring something up and you're afraid of how they're going to react, you know, it's, it's, it might, it might be a little difficult because you might not want to bring it up. Like that, right. that, that's one thing that I feel like Julie and I do better than any other previous relationship that I've ever had is that communication piece, like being, being willing to be uncomfortable to bring up something that's important to the relationship because we know, and we have that comfort and we build that structure of comfort with each other that we know that we can sit and be uncomfortable, but still discuss important things Yeah. instead of burning, burying it down. Right. Dude, I think that's the the bedrock, I feel like, of a lifelong partnership, you know, because like in any human relationship, like I think it's really important to really highlight and just be very clear about is that when you and I are talking about being in conscious relationships and uh, including our own awareness of our spiritual nature of who we really are, and then having a partnership that is someone who is at that level too, and that is growing with us it's not devoid of its challenges, problems, no. human experiences of fights or disagreements, not being on the same page. Like all of that is a normal part of human experience. But what you just said is I believe the bedrock of building a really strong uh, relationship from all of those experiences that happen. So actually like the things that come up, like, so like insecurities <laughs> is one version of this that you mentioned that like you can learn from, but like when you get into a conscious relationship in our knowing and really feeling like it's a lifelong partnership, that, that is a, I mean, it's a regular thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's normal actually to happen, like where those things pop up within you because we're mirrors for each other. And then in those relationships that are really powerful and there's openness, then you get to evolve because the other person is giving you space, like literally even holding space, even though like that I'd notice this for myself too. I, I know Viv does this. I'm sure you've experienced this. I'm sure Julie's experienced this where like, the other person is being a certain way or says something and like it, it just jars you or it's like, it hurts you. And then when you bring it up, they're at first defensive, or if I'm in the space, like I'm defensive. And I, then I notice like, Oh shoot, I'm being defensive there. That's, that's me trying to like defend my position when I'm, I actually to some, something I said or did just hurt this person, my partner. So I'm going to be open, even Mm -hmm. if it's uncomfortable for me to, let go my guard and not try to defend or try to make myself right, but actually just to see what exactly happens. So that it's in essence, like you become two people looking at the situation of what had happened rather than pitting each other against one, like one side against the other. It's like you, you take the the observer point of view and it's like, okay, let's see what happened. And sure. But the emotions are still there. Do an instant replay from above. (laughs) Yes. Let's get our, let's get what a review on that. What's, what happened there? Oh, he fumbled. He fumbled that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. What, what's the, what's the official review on that? <laughs> Yo, that, but you, you, I'm glad that you expanded on that because that's, yeah, like everything you said there is correct. And now at least that's how I feel as well. Mm. And um, I also noticed, and I don't know if you feel the same way too, that when, we, Julie and I step into that vulnerability and that discomfort at first, 
the relationship always comes out of it stronger than it was before. Like there's yes. that, um, like that feeling of that was really good. What we just did there, like that communication. Right. And we'll even, we'll even say things like that. Like, you know, I really was really proud of you the way that you communicated that. And I'm glad, like, I'm proud of us for how we did that. You know what I mean? Yes. And we'll like go on a walk together and like, we'll just like talk about stuff. And it's just like, and again, it, over time that builds that, that trust with the other person that you feel safe with them that feeling of safety to bring up these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I just realized too, that we've been talking a lot about significant other relationships, like a partner, someone you want to spend a lifetime with, but that dude, that's the exact same experience, especially that one. What we just talked about that exact point in friendships, coworkers, heck, even in terms of a relationship, if like to you and your boss or like you and an employee, if you're like a boss or a manager, or if you have your own company, like same thing with relationships with your family, like literally it's just relationships in general. Like, and, you, and, your, and yourself too. Just so good. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's just, just it. Just, just, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, and I, to clarify or add more words to what I'm feeling, because I know you more and I are words, more words. Yeah. Few word do trick though <laughs> <laughs> from the office. Um, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, to clarify, to add more words to it is that um, that process of exactly doing that, of like noticing that offness you felt, whether it was like someone said something to you or you felt like you, uh, maybe overstepped a boundary or hurt someone. It's like you having a conversation, you owning your own shit, you coming to terms with that, talking with someone, opening up about that in a friendship in, with yourself, with a partner, with your family member, like any of that, that's the way in which you to take a step to build a more conscious relationship and be in your own awareness of your spiritual nature and who you really are. And then bring that into the relationships you have. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mic drop. Yo, yo, do you hear Autumn meowing outside the door right now? She stopped no. right now. We'll wait. She's like, it's podcast time and I'm yeah. not in there. <laughs> what is going on, man? She, yeah, she usually is like up on my, my uh, desk or on yeah. the windowsill, but I have the door shut right now. Oh. She's freaking out. She just ate dinner 10 minutes ago and was like, where's daddy? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, Layla, Layla doesn't like when doors are shut either. Yeah, well, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, pro it's probably an anxiety thing, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our pets are anxious. Yeah. Separation anxiety. Yeah, it's or something like that. Autumn, I'll be with you soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I felt like that felt like to me, it was like a grounded point, unless there's anything else you wanted to share in general. Like no, I mean, honestly, you know, this is part two of the relationship talk. And right. um. I mean, this is, this topic is awesome. And I feel like if anyone, Fired, here, here's what I'll say to, to kind of wrap it up for myself is like, if any, if anyone who's, you know, still listening to this point, what's up, um, <laughs> what's up, dude? What's what up? Else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go on. Uh, if you have any questions about specific things that we talked about and you want to DM us, like we, we would love to expound on specific things. If, if that's something that you're interested in and you express that interest, because, Again, this was part two and we've, we've talked, we, I feel like we went over certain topics, we went deeper in certain topics, but I feel like there's a lot more that we can say, but I need a direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even just a question or yeah, an idea for a topic to go even more specific to any of the things we've talked about so far or something else that we haven't even touched on. Yeah. I, that would be great.
Yeah. Sweet. Let's cap it at that, honestly. So then if, if you have some ideas listening right now, then shoot us a message on Instagram. Our tags are in the description of this episode. We could also, I'll see about putting a poll in, like if you're on Spotify, there's a way of actually like writing in your answer to a question we can have on this episode. So mm. I'll see, I'll see about doing that. If you're aware of how to go to that, if you're on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify has been really stepping up their, up their game. game. I, they've probably been stepping it up for the last like year. And I just don't notice it much. Like I don't, right. I, I only, I'm on Spotify and I listen to like my playlist and that's it. But then I like, <laughs> I was snooping around our podcast page and I was like, wow, like this is some cool wow. shit on here. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, you know the yes, you know the yes cat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Meme culture, man. Love yeah. it. It's an integral part about him being a millennial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Dude, it's so funny uh, well, when mom and dad are like, "What's a meme?" and we're like, "I don't. How do you oh, describe God. it? It's just a thing." Yeah. It is. Yep. It just is. I think it's. I think it's hilarious those memes about showing your parents memes and then not, yeah. and not getting it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hope this helped my friend listening. And, uh, like we said, message us, if you have any ideas, topics, you could type in, the uh, uh, answer to, on Spotify that resonates. And then we'll talk another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.